Nothing but retards left around here. What? Oh, no video, just audio? Got it. I have to wear the headphones? You know they give me claustrophobia. Okay. Okay. I want you right in my ear too, Hopi. <clears throat> and Hope, you know I didn't mean you're a retard. Okay. My fellow Americans, Happy New Year. That's right. For a while, you're still free to say Happy New Year, like you were free on New Year's Eve to gather together and have fantastic parties and hug and sing and kiss without masks. Huh? Okay, Hope, I got it. Or with masks, your choice, especially if you're not immune like me and the first family. But soon, in March or April or whenever, try going into a restaurant or a store. If they're not all shut down already and say, Happy Easter, they'll scream at you, kick you out. Even if you're wearing a mask, America will be much less great again. My fellow Americans, this is the most important speech I've ever given. The most important in history. Speaking of history... George Washington, I cannot tell a lie, just like me. Although I actually could tell lies if I wanted, but I don't. And that's actually why they hate me, the phonies, the radicals, the liberals, the elitists, the fake media, the Antifas. Because I tell too much truth. But our first president, first of 45, Washington, invented what I'm doing now, what many historians call his farewell address, he could have run again, won very easily, another term, then again, and again, and again, forever, no rule against it. And back then, also, elections weren't rigged. In his farewell address, George Washington told America, like I'm doing now, why he decided against staying in Washington, D.C. for another four years. No thanks, bye-bye, going home after fighting so hard for freedom, heading south, with the First Lady play golf, sport of kings, back to the big, beautiful plantation with his own 200 lifetime personal employees, almost like family, very diverse, like Mar-a-Lago. As they say, history repeats. So this is my totally voluntary farewell address to you, the people. Farewell. Hope, like we talked about. Farewell for now, as far as the White House goes, because never say never. I mean, you know, after the total takeover by the communists, look at that squad over in Congress. I call it a death squad, like in the bad places they come from. Ilhan, Cortez, Ayana, Ocasio, Rashida, Kamala, also Booker. When their thousands of thugs and bad hombres show up in your suburbs and towns, flown in from Detroit and Chicago, plus the Antifas from Portland and Seattle who can blend in, look like your own kids, so sneaky, then you'll be saying, sir, we want you back. We need you back right away. Well, don't say your President Trump didn't warn you. Thank you. The historians say... 
What I'm doing here also reminds them of another fantastic speech by our first Republican president when Republicans were all still brave, Abe Lincoln. What many people call his second inaugural, which he gave as he finished up his amazing first term, doing so much for the African-Americans, like me, so many fantastic, incredible, tremendous things for our African-Americans, who, by the way, just voted for me more than any Republican since Abe Lincoln. That's the message of his second inaugural follow the better angels, the great angels, the best angels, very fine people on both sides. Also, Lincoln, very tall, 6'3", the president, tied with me for first place in that department. They say history repeats, so true. However, history doesn't completely repeat because very soon after the second inaugural, he died, assassinated, taken out, a conspiracy of haters, the shooter, famous actor, which is why my Secret Service will continue keeping an eye out for the Robert De Niro's, the John Cusacks. I told them to add Meryl Streep to the list because you never know, and at this point, what does she really have to lose? What I'm also giving you right now is your 2021 State of the Union address that otherwise you wouldn't have Obama very wealthy now, by the way, cashing in on the presidency, which nobody criticizes him for. Wonder why that is. Obama gave his fourth State of the Union right at the end of his first term, but now Trump isn't allowed to give his. Well, here it is. I'm giving it in my White House, in my big East Room, 50-foot ceilings, fantastic. Fantastic chandeliers, better than the Congress chamber, and no Nancy Pelosi sitting right there behind me, literally behind my back, her little facial expressions and gestures, like a witch. So nasty. Never applauding. Everyone knows I made America great again. Hope. Remember my first State of the Union, unofficial, a month after I took over. Literally, everybody was like, oh, gosh, he said America's children will grow up in a nation of miracles. Trump is presidential now, completely presidential. He's changed. Tonight, he became president. But you know what? If I kept acting all phony and presidential after that, I'd have lost my special powers. Like Superman, if they put kryptonite into all the paint here in the White House, not enough to kill him, just enough to make him weak like a normal person, which many people are saying might be true. Something's going on. Not kryptonite, but like kryptonite from the CIA, the FBI, Secret Labs, Fauci, Bill Gates, who knows. We've taken paint ships from every room to get tested independently. If I'd kept acting presidential all the time, the fake media might have pretended not to hate me. But the people who really love Trump, they would have started loving me less, so much less. Trust me. I have statistical proof. 
Everybody says, oh, trust science. Do what science says. Okay, the tweets the phonies attack the most. The ones the Republican senators claim they never saw. The ones even the first lady and the first daughter said maybe I shouldn't have done. By 500%, those are always the ones people love best. The real people. By the way, I'm not saying Melania and Ivanka aren't real people, let alone robots like the pretty girl in Blade Runner, which I see people on the internet saying even some supporters migrate QAnoners. But the first lady is totally flesh and blood, all checked out at Walter Reed. The last time the fake media and the phonies said I sounded presidential was in the spring when the COVID was first attacking us, killing the stock market. Before I saved it, record high 30,000. Made you all so much richer. I said in March, I know the virus is bad. But I didn't say China virus, so the media all go, Trump changes tone, uh, takes threats seriously, and uh, Trump adopts new, somber, sedate tone. So then I had no choice. I had to start calling it the Kung Flu, which it is. Couldn't let people down. It's so easy to be presidential, but nobody else can be Trump. Nobody but Trump would be giving you not just three historic speeches in one first time in history, but you're also getting some of my next book, my presidential book, my best book yet. You've just heard like two chapters already. At no charge, I insisted. The finalists for the book title are Total Truth by President Donald J. Trump, I Beg Your Pardon by President Donald J. Trump, and My Struggle by President Donald J. Trump. You can vote for your favorite on our website, no matter how little you donate. That's another way I've brought back the good old days. People don't realize this, always using my middle initial, officially, Donald J. Trump, the way presidents always used to do, F-D-R-L-B-J, pardon my French, John F. Kennedy. But then they stopped. Why did they stop? I don't know. But there's something going on. Carter, no initial loser. The old Bush, no initial loser. His loser son used W just to avoid Junior. Clinton, no initial. Obama, no initial. I mean, at least he had an excuse. Barack H. for Hussein. Obama? I don't think so. Anyway, my new book, which you're now hearing some of, I'm speaking it to you, what I call in real time, no ghostwriting or editing to slow things down and totally fresh while I'm still president. Unlike Obama, who took four years to finish his, can you believe that? It really makes you think he's just kind of what Obi. Not lazy, because as everyone says, I'm the least racist person I know. But four years to do one book, which people say is very boring. Maybe he's just not as motivated as I am to finish jobs on time. And maybe that's a cultural thing, German versus Hawaiian or whatever. Also, unlike his book, my book will have music. Nice, right? 
It'll have so many fantastic things. Later in chapters you'll need to pay for, like maybe chapter 8 or chapter 14, lots of amazing inside stories about our phenomenal first term, now ending too soon. So sad. Stolen. Phenomenally sad. If I cried, I'd probably be crying now. Also, as Hope and Ivanka told me, sorry, take two, as my presidential senior counselor, Hope Hicks, and also Ivanka Trump, advisor to the president focusing on the education and economic empowerment of women and their families, as well as job creation and economic growth through workforce development and entrepreneurship. Both girls say this book, which I'll get paid so much for, like a hundred million needs to be serious, but also humanize me, show the private, fun, lovable chump. So here's an excerpt from the chapter entitled King of the World. I'm meeting with Mike Pompeo, my secretary of state, after I just fired Rex Tillerson from the job. Mike and I are talking about what a retard he was. I say, talk about a foggy bottom, joking around. But we're also discussing a set of special phone calls to Russia's countries, the ones they still run out of Moscow. And Mike says, sir, you need to speak with the president of Turkmenistan. I say, Mike, enough with the jokes. But he swears Turkmenistan is real. Somebody brings over the Wikipedia, and there it is, right next to Iran. They let us do secret, tough, military things, etc. Okay. I say, who am I calling? And Mike says, President Gurbanguli Maliguli Luki Muhammadu. And I smile, figure Mike's still being a joker, but he doesn't smile at all, and he's evangelical, so I think, uh uh-oh, speaking in tongues, which I don't do. But they show me the Wikipedia again. It's the guy's real name. I asked the older State Department gal with Mike if Obama had ever heard of President Garbage Banger Meadow or whatever, and she was like, no way, sir, no way, which reminds me of another time. Pompeo and I are discussing the country of Gabon, African country, but lots of oil. We love the oil. Mike mentions their president, Omar Bongo. Mr. Omar Bongo. And this time I really thought he was making like a very, very un-PC joke, but it's real. I also do a chapter very humanizing about my great family. Here's a piece of that chapter. Let's call it Four, entitled A Family Affair. My family is fantastic, including my children, Don Jr., Eric and Tiffany, they're great. They're all great. So great. And Baron, Baron is phenomenal. Not only my youngest son, a son the age the guys who were like 40 or 45 have, but quite frankly, also my smartest and best-looking son. And he smells like a total winner. I mean that literally. Literally, literally, because I've always been able to tell if somebody is a winner or a loser by smell. I just get close, a few inches, just a whiff, and I know. It's been harder lately with the social distancing. I have what I call a sixth sense about many things, like how much money someone might be willing to loan me 
or whether a politician is actually gay, or if a woman has feelings for me even before she even knows it herself, Ivanka says I'm sensitive to different energies, and the vice president calls them my gifts of the Holy Spirit. I've never talked publicly about the spiritual side of Trump before. Everybody says it's very humanizing. I met the first lady when she was 28. Can you believe it? Gorgeous. Barely spoke English, but actually smart. Also very tough, a little scary. Like a James Bond girl, which I like, but now she's as old as I was then, which is unbelievable. Married 16 years. My longest by far. She's now my oldest woman I've ever been involved with romantically, also by far by like a decade. Unbelievable. Also humanizing, I think. Ivanka's now 39. Jesus. The same age her mother was when we split up, but could pass for 30. She looks fantastic, as Kid Rock said. When he came to the White House for dinner, sir, he said, your daughter's like a hot bowl of Campbell's soup. Mm-mm, good. On the other hand, my daughter Tiffany is only 26. She recently told me that reminded me during this last campaign when we became very close. So surprising. Because Tiffany could pass for 36. Easy. A very nice 36. She's a total doll. Come to think of it, looks a lot like this actual doll we had in our dorm at military school. Funny. By the way, people who say Trump men don't totally respect women... Bullshit. Eric's wife is two years older than he is, and Don Jr.'s girlfriend, Kimberly, eight years older. Family is everything to me. They're great. And then I'll have a chapter about government secrets. I'll reveal so many secrets, top secrets. You won't believe how many great secrets. For four years, I made them crack the vaults, open the files, show me everything. Geraldo and Mark Burnett and I are talking about an amazing TV series, maybe pay-per-view. Like those Nicolas Cage movies, National Treasure and National Treasure Book of Secrets, and the other one, but real. Although JFK's assassination, not as interesting as you'd think. And Ted Cruz's dad, in the book, I should be able to confirm, Senior Cruz actually wasn't involved directly. And then a whole separate chapter where I spilled the beans on the deep state, for instance, about how they forced my weak little Attorney General Jeff Sessions to recuse, sell out, betray, join their Russia hoax. Biggest scandal in history until this election fraud. Now they're tied for biggest scandal in history. Speaking of scandals, and very short Republican U.S. senators from the South, depending on how things go loyalty-wise, I either will or won't tell the whole story of another little pixie from Dixie. People ask me, Sir, I don't understand why this one senator went from so nasty when you ran for president the first time so mean for two years, and then all of a sudden your biggest fan like practically falls in love with you. Why, sir? Why? I guess it was just a beautiful miracle. He saw the light, decided I was great. My lips are sealed, as they say, my lips are sealed. Very strongly, very tightly. 
I have dozens of incredible stories I could tell about why that happened, including about some of the people supposedly running for president in 2024, and also stories about a lot of people I hired, people who literally worked for me so disloyal. This will be another chapter called Losers and Phonies and Rats. At Romney's job interview, I said, Mitt, you're not only not hired, you're fired. You phony. My first week as president, nasty Sally Yates, you're fired. Then loser Rince Priebus, shortest time on the job in history, you're fired. Clown Scaramucci, even shorter, new old-time record, you're fired. Dummy Tillerson, Trader Sessions, and Trader Don McGann, you're fired. Corrupt Comey, you're fired. Your corrupt FBI sidekick McCabe, you're fired. One day short of your pension, sorry. Crazy, ungrateful Amorosa, you're fired. Colonel Vindman, you're a spy. You're fired. Lock him up, grouchy, boring John Bolton, you're fired. All the weak generals, you're fired. America, you're welcome. So many chokers, so many lightweights, so many dopes and losers and weaklings and definitely traitors. So many of my top people disobeyed. So many of my orders wouldn't call off the Russia witch hunt until after the Democrats impeached, wouldn't indict Hillary, wouldn't fence off the sanctuary cities. Like Roach Motels, I wanted to announce illegal aliens check in, but they don't check out. Un motel de cucarachas. Fantastic plan. Refused to execute it. They wouldn't take out just a small town in Iran. Wouldn't even try nuking a hurricane. Wouldn't let me buy Greenland. Not just insubordinate, but like Jared says, opposed to innovation. And so many things they don't tell you just to trip you up. Like that Frederick Douglass passed away. That the Kurds were on our side. That there's no attorney-client privilege with your attorney general. Here's one I only recently learned from my daughter Tiffany. Hail to the chief has lyrics. It's true. On New Year's Eve just now, she and people from the White House staff, service people, like a little choir, the cooks, the housekeepers, so much diversity. They all performed it for me upstairs in the private residence. Beautiful. It goes. Hail to the chief we have chosen for the nation. Hail to the chief we salute him one and all. Fantastic, right? I think somebody didn't want me to know it had words because the words would be too positive about Trump, too nice, seriously. Then it goes, Hail to the chief, something, 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 something. Bum, ba, da, dum, da, 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 da. You, Donald Trump, make this grand country grander. Na, 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 na. Hail to the one we selected as commander. Love that. Hail the commander. Da, 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 something, something. Hail to the president. Hail to the chief. 
so I won't spend any more time on the horrible details of the thick election. A lot of my family, my friends are saying, move on, Mr. President, move on, move on, closure, closure, closure. All right. But if I came back in four years, I'd know everything in advance, all their tricks, all their scams, all their secrets, all their dirty skeletons, so dirty. But for now, I'm moving on. And quite frankly, personally, I won't miss it, because being president is mostly so boring. And really, all the good parts of being president, the rallies, the friendships with the tough world leaders I respect, calling out Republican cowards and phonies, I won't have to give up any of that. So, okay, fine. I'm moving on. But that doesn't mean I'll stop talking about all the major, 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 tremendous voter fraud we keep uncovering about the election. So unconstitutional, so crooked, extremely crooked, incredibly crooked, so evil. On a scale more vast than the likes of which have actually never been seen before by anybody, which is not just my opinion. It's the numbers. I'm one of the most successful businessmen ever, so I understand numbers. In 2016, 63 million people vote for Trump. I win. In 2020, 75 million vote for Trump, and I lose? Statistically impossible. And my opponent, while his corrupt drug addict son, who got rich only because of who his father is and cheats on the taxes on his foreign bribe money and cheats on his wife and pays off his stripper girlfriend. What? All right, they're twisted. But what if I don't say pay off to the stripper and... Okay, okay, got it. <clears throat> while my opponent, this pale... Skinny old man hiding underground in his mask like Mr. Mole gets 15 million more votes than she got last time. Statistically impossible. And all the Republicans in Congress win. The Republican senators who were definitely going to lose, they all miraculously win. And Mitch wins by 50 points. But I lose. Only Trump loses. Statistically impossible. Unless you buy your voting machines from Cesar Chavez. Then, at the last minute, last week, last chance to save America, the new Congress could have declared it a failed election in the fraudulent swing states. That's a federal law, totally constitutional. Would have been so great. Such a great twist. But Mitch... And the Republicans go, sorry, Mr. President, who just got us all elected. No can do. Those hope, lose the bleep, humanizes strongly authentic Trump. Take two. Those backstabbing cocksuckers, fucking Mitch McConnell, humanizes. You see what I mean? Something's going on. Now Mitch is admitting he was in on it. Congratulations on your fraud, Democrats. 
Americans can now all take pride in our first communist Black Lives Matter vice president. And Bill Barr, that fat such a phony hope humanizes authentic, trust me, that fat pussy, such a big phony motherfucker Bill Barr. Four years ago when Sessions recuses, I say, where's my Roy Cohn? Stephen Miller says, Mr. President, I'll be your Roy Cohn. Nice. And he reminds me of Roy. Same eyes, like a smart lizard. But turns out Stephen doesn't have a legal degree. I thought maybe I'd found my Roy Cohn with Barr. So I hire him, this 70-year-old nobody, make him famous. He's okay until it really matters. Then he covers up Hunter Biden's crimes for the whole election year. Then after the election fraud, when our court cases are just taking off, he fucks me right up the ass. Thank you, Hopi. Barr comes out and says, No voter fraud whatsoever, not rigged, completely fair. Trump lost, Trump lost, Trump lost. Too bad. Something's going on. People say Bill Barr was a mole planted by the CIA, and that's not a quote-unquote conspiracy theory because he actually worked there. Now I find out. Was there exactly the same time his father just happened to hire Jeffrey Epstein to teach the beautiful young girls at his private school in Manhattan, and right after that, Epstein just happens to start trying to become my friend, and then, boom, just happens to die in Barr's jail in Manhattan. Something's going on. Lately, I've also heard people say, storm is coming. Everyone's saying that now. I'm not totally sure what it means, but I agree strongly. Storm is coming. The radical liberals even got to Fox News. It's tragic, sad. The only holdouts are old Lou Dobbs and Maria and my boy, Sean Hannity. The three amigos, but I guess. Right, thanks. And Judge Janine, fourth Fox amigo, loyal, fantastic looking for 80. And the Supreme Court, so shocking. I know I say this or that is shocking a lot, and I always mean it, but with this election fraud in the Supreme Court, I was really, 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 truly shocked. Our first case, a day after we file, fuck you. Next case, less than a day, fuck you again. The whole point of legal is it always takes forever for anything to happen. Not for Trump. Roberts, okay, we knew. Fake Republican, but I still figured five to four. Wasn't that why we replaced Ginsburg in five minutes? Alito and Thomas go, well, we would have considered your lawsuit, but then we'd reject you. Like that makes me feel better. Makes it worse. Like a cock tease. Humanizes. Also pro-gay. And Gorsuch and Kavanaugh and Barrett. Mine. All three, I personally give them fantastic lifetime jobs, a quarter million a year forever times 40 years, no mandatory retirement, $10 million present value, I think tax-free, plus book money, speech money, endorsement money, summer's off. But you know what? I've got copies 
of all three of their FBI background investigations. Very detailed, very confidential, very sensitive. Some of it not so nice. But sure, I'm quote-unquote moving on now that I know it wasn't just the fake Republicans in Georgia or just the elitist fake Republicans like Mitt who were in on the fraud with the Democrats. Why do you think they just brought back the Russia hoax with the hackers all made up? Hit Trump while he's down. I saw it coming. Something's going on. Something should happen. Something will happen. And that's why we need to continue our fundraising full speed ahead. It's expensive for me to keep defending you and our Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and in so many cases. Republican, it's war. What? Okay. A peaceful war, a totally civil war, but also very tough, no surrender, even if it takes forever. And with secret plans for winning, like with the atomic bomb in World War II, which, by the way, didn't stop Japan from killing us economically 30 years later. We're fighting our war on many fronts. Lots of lawsuits, especially for social media. No more First Amendment for Trump, the president of the United States, completely censored. Gone forever. No appeal. It'll actually be worse than if they took away my Secret Service protection, which the Democrats may try. Let De Niro and Cusack and the Antifas get him. Because to take care of that, I can just hire my own protection force. Thousands of guys already begging to sign up. Trump's Second Amendment Avengers. Give me a break. Hope Rupert embedded you back here, didn't he? I'm taking out the earpiece, Hope. I can't hear you anymore. If we need to put together a protection battalion, we'll need the best equipment, military grade, which also takes a lot of money. And to the donors who've already given, thank you for not unclicking the little donation recurs monthly box. So important. Okay. I accept your apology, Hope. And yes, I'm, I'm there. Just about to go... Totally upbeat. We love Trump! We love Trump! Thank you. So what is the nicest thing a president can do? And the one thing I'll actually miss about being president? Pardoning. You grant pardons, just like granting wishes, like in Aladdin or Harry Potter or the Bible. Before the election, I didn't really care if the hypocrites and radicals hated my pardons of Sheriff Joe Arpaio and my fellow billionaire Mike Milken and our heroes in Iraq and Afghanistan for their quote-unquote war crimes. By the way, it wasn't just guys. I also pardoned the original woman's rights lady, Susan B. Anthony, who got convicted for, wait for it, voter fraud. And 150 years later, why do we even know who she is? Because Susan B. Anthony, middle initial, so important. 
but doing pardons on the way out is even easier. Whoever you want. Because now, you don't even have to pretend to give a fuck. Also, fantastic dramatic touch for the finale. Season finale, not series finale. Pardons are how presidents show love. And unconditional love, Ivanka's word, means giving them to people who haven't even gotten charged or indicted like President Ford did for President Nixon. So senior presidential counselor Hope C. Hicks pardoned. You too, honey. Hannity and the last amigos at Fox pardoned. Ted Nugent and Chachi and Kanye and John Voigt pardoned. Congratulations on whatever you did on your taxes the last four years. Some of these you may have heard about already, but I wanted to make it special. Donald J. Trump Jr. pardoned. Ivanka M. Trump pardoned. And if I could, I'd do it for the future crimes they'll falsely accuse you of. Jared C. Kushner, you're pardoned too, which you should really be thanking me for, according to a very recent U.S. Attorney General. And Tiffany M. R. Tiffany Trump pardoned. My youngest son is under 15, so he wouldn't even need one in the federal legal system. But Baron W. Trump, pardoned, buddy. And First Lady Melania K. Trump, and not just because of our sacred agreement that covers legal matters, pardoned. Of course, the haters are already hating. I can hear them in my head. Oh, look, pardoning his friends, pardoning his family, how terrible. Well, I feel like all patriotic Americans are members of my family. Oh, sorry. Eric F. Trump pardoned. And Lori, too. Laura. Lara. Laura. The wife. Okay. I, President Donald J. Trump, am hereby pardoning... 1.7 million Americans. That's right. 1.7 million. Unprecedented. Because nobody had ever noticed, until I did, that the Constitution puts no limit on how many pardons you can give. As Ivanka says, the only real limits in life are the ones we put on ourselves. So true. I wanted to pardon all 75 million of our great Trump voters, but we can't find out who they are legally. But we have got the names of all 1.7 million patriots who've donated to our campaign. Congratulations, America. If you don't want the pardon, because as far as you know, you haven't committed a federal crime, remember they can still make up a phony crime to get you because you supported freedom and Trump. And in any case, a Trump pardon is special. Proof you're a great American. And we have special framed limited edition keepsake certificates and personalized videos available for purchase at the website. 
I mean, I'm completely innocent, too. Charged with nothing whatsoever. But, as we all know, you can't be too careful. Therefore, because the fantastic United States Constitution, Article 2, Section 2, Clause 1, gives me and only me this completely unlimited power. I hereby grant a full, free, and absolute pardon unto Donald J. Trump for any and all offenses against the United States he has committed or may have committed or taken part in or possibly knew about even the ones that were discussed but didn't necessarily happen by the power vested in me as President of the United States I now pronounce me totally exonerated an expert said to me this morning but, sir, pardoning yourself could be a political liability if you run again. Really? It's a famous saying now, but if I stood in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shot somebody, I wouldn't lose voters. And 2024 is a long, long time from now. As Honest Abe said, the world will little note nor long remember what we say here. So true. Hasta la vista, America. <clears throat> okay. Thank you. This has been a Pushkin Industries production of Hasta la vista, America, Trump's farewell address. Created and written by Kurt Anderson, and performed by Alec Baldwin. Produced and edited by Curtis Fox. Sound design and mix by Bart Warshaw. Executive produced by Jacob Weisberg and Lital Malad. Special thanks to Heather Fain, Brendan Francis Newnham, Jasmine Faustino, and Eric Sandler. Additional support from John Schnars, Carly Migliori, Christina Sullivan, Stefan Moore, and Daniela Lakin. More Pushkin Industries productions can be found at pushkin.fm. Audio production copyright 2021, Pushkin Industries. All rights reserved. Pushkin.